0: You know, so, as we go through the day, most of us we just wait for a Pilates class or a yoga class or a personal trainer or some 45 minute slot or window to start to pay attention to our body. Guilty. Uh, yeah, right. Most of us, you know, and so we kind of martyr ourselves for making money, you know, and paying rent, paying bills. And it makes a lot of sense that we do that because, you know, feeling security or significance in our lives is like a primary drive to our existence. You know, so we end up. Driving for that significance and driving for that security as opposed to being able to say hey, what? Would it be possible that we could potentially kind of fill ourselves up with health all throughout the day? Like how do we start to take those same mechanical principles that we learned in yoga or weightlifting or dance or martial arts or physical therapy? Into the way that we sit while we're at work or into the way that we sit in our car or into the way that we you know hang out at our house
1: Welcome back Neurohacker community. My name is Jacqueline, our podcast producer, and this is episode number 52 of the Collective Insights podcast. We've invited Aaron Alexander onto the show. Now he's a manual therapist and movement coach who has helped numerous people relieve pain, increase strength, and optimize their movement. In the conversation today, we're going to discuss strategies for moving well on a daily basis. You'll notice in this episode, there is a slight buzzing noise in the background. To my pleasant surprise, this wasn't digital feedback, but the sound of cicadas buzzing in the background because Aaron does some of his work outside. How cool is that? Stay tuned to learn more about the lifestyle hacks Aaron uses in his own life. I want to take a moment to thank all of you so much for listening. Because of your continuous support, our podcast continues to climb in the rankings on iTunes. Thank you for all the lovely reviews you leave on our podcast. We read every comment and do our best to implement your feedback. This podcast is made possible by Neurohacker Collective. Use the coupon code PODCAST52, all lowercase, for 15% off your first order at neurohacker.com. Now, without further ado, let's jump into the show. Here's Aaron and Heather.
2: Welcome to Collective Insights, I'm your host today, Dr. Heather Sanderson, and I'm excited to have Aaron Alexander of the Align Method here with us today. Thanks for joining us, Aaron.
0: I so greatly appreciate you having me on.
2: So Aaron is a manual therapist and a movement coach who has helped the world's best athletes, celebrities, and everyone in between to both relieve pain, increase strength, and then even optimize their movement. In addition to this, he hosts hosts a top-rated podcast, The Align Podcast, and it features the world's thought leaders in all things movement and wellness-related. He is the author of an upcoming book, The Align Method, which we'll keep our eyes out for in around December of 2019, right? That's right. So we have him here on the podcast to discuss uh, some of the magic that's going to be in that book. And then also why it's so important to move daily and move not only every day, but move well, that there, there's a spectrum here of how good movement can be. So set us up how, you know, so many of us are sitting watching TV, maybe at the computer, driving, eating, we're sitting down to do so many of these daily activities. What's the best way that we can show up and do this in a, in a functional, well way?
0: yeah well so the confusing thing is our environment has been set up in such a way to kind of outsource most of the, the need for movement or effective movement. and we've done an exceptional job at that. Like we're at a point in society where you can literally sit at home curled up in your couch, press buttons on your cell phone, and have you know essentially hut and gather and have food delivered to your face. Like it's exceptional that we've gotten to that point. Um, but within that, uh, we've kind of almost done like too good of a job. So now we're at a point where we need to start to re-add or titrate in these different movement practices, like getting a freaking treadmill or a Stairmaster or you know, driving yourself to a gym to do all these movements that you wouldn't actually just have in your daily life and you've had for millennia. Um, so what the Align Method is is a, a practical guide for people to start to implement more effective movement into their daily life. You know, so like right now for example as we're doing this um my shirt's off i'm sitting uh right now i'm in like a sukhasana, kind of cross-legged position out on the grass i have my butt up on a cushion so my you know I'm, I'm stacking my spine um i have sun coming down so it's exposed to my my skin exposed to my eyes um we've kind of developed a fear of the sun over the, you know the over the last recent i think predominantly is a product of mostly propaganda um from sunblock companies kind of trying to like Show us that we need to be scared of that so we can buy their products I think there is value to not just you know letting yourself out and being dehydrated and eating your own diet and getting sunburned But within that we're dependent on Sun to, to, to support and heal ourselves You know, so that's just a micro example of like okay cool We're doing this thing on the computer, but you can make subtle little adjustments like bring the computer put it up on a chair bring your butt down on the ground go through a full range of motion with your hips and your ankles and your knees expose yourself to the sun, ground, like there's, there's simple ways that we can start to re-implement some of these basic fundamentals for our, our health and longevity. It's kind of what it's all about.
2: So instead of like adapting a dysfunctional posture, uh, that we see around us in society everywhere, we can choose to sit, walk, stand and work in a, in, moving in functional ways and, and just choose to do it a little differently.
0: It's crazy. Yeah. If you want new information, you'd look into old books, Right. You know, and, you want your hips to function, you need to look at like what your ancestors have done for you know, so, so modern culture, Western civilization, we created hip replacements, you know, that's not just, wow, our technology is so amazing. So we just, you know, we've replaced these joints, because we can, it's like, no, we did that to ourselves, from not going through that full functional range of motion, that feeds each of those individual tissues in and around that joint, you need to go through that full range of motion in order for fluid to perforate those tissues and to heal.
2: So what do you think of standing desks?
0: I think they're fine. Um, I think they, you burn more calories, but nonetheless you're still in that position that uh, you know blood and lymph is pulling up in your lower compartments. Um, standing is an art, you know, and it's a science. You know, so Tadasana, mountain pose and yoga, that's standing technically, but it's standing intentionally. You know, so you're able to we, we, follow some really basic fundamental principles, which is what we outline in the Align Method, um, both the online program and the book and just, you know, anywhere, like follow whatever, YouTube or Instagram or any of that stuff. Can you give like, us
2: the cliff notes right now?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 100% for sure. Um, so one thing, if you look at, I know you're, you're savvy with the Egotsky Method, mm-hmm. uh, and seems like perhaps like structural integration and Rolfing and Alexander Technique and all those, they're all pretty much saying the same thing. You know, there's only one truth and then there's all sorts of BS that kind of circulate around, you know, so finding structural alignment, something that you could really simply do at home is like, you know, get a picture of yourself and take a look and you could draw a plumb line down through your body. Ideally, you could find that plumb line going from it's called the lateral malleolus, the, the, the ankle bone up into the knee, up into the, the hip, middle of the hip, um, and then across the shoulder and then the ear. For most people, what you'll see when they're when they're standing in that sideways position, typically you already know this. Their head will be jutting way forward, puts all this unnecessary stress on not just adding extra weight to the body, making the body less efficient, um, but also you're closing down that main channel, your central nervous system. So you're putting all that tension back in that um, occipital ridge territory, you know, and it's like essentially you're creating a traffic jam for your nervous system. You know, when you put that called a local curve into that, into that point, like, like in say the cervical spine there or the the lumbar spine or anywhere, you have that dramatic local isolated curve like that. It kind of puts the brakes on your nervous system because then your nervous system doesn't trust you anymore.
2: not only that, but your blood flow, right? I think a lot of people don't realize That 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 vertebral artery runs through your spine in your, in your neck. And so you're not getting enough blood flow to your brain.
0: Yeah. You can name anything, you know, so you could say right. cerebral cell fluid, like you could literally say anything. And that's the, that's the, that's the magic of, of a movement conversation, which is why I like it. Like nutrition is way harder to contain movements way less. Like, like there is a, a truth that you can find in movement that I, I value. You know, and so you could say almost anything that's good for the body, and finding structural alignment or integration will make that happen.
2: <laughs> well, I think sometimes we feel like it, health is really complicated, and and right, it's it's overwhelming. It's so much to take on. And I love what you're saying because it's like distilling it down. There's one truth. There's, it's not that complicated. It's actually pretty simple. And humans have known it for millennia. And I've heard you say on on some of your podcasts about babies, how babies know how to sit. They they'll sit a little further they're forward on their sits bones. Um, Can you speak to that about how, how maybe like we are innately, we know a lot of this, but then it's society that's, that's turned us away from healthy movement patterns. So what do we know inherently?
0: You see it like with rock climbers, for example, you know, so when you, so like a female rock climber typically is way more beautiful to watch because they use more technical skill to do it because they don't have all that like barbaric upper body strength stuff that, that most men will come into and they'll, Be grabbing jugs is a term for like big big holes and kind of like muscling their way through and doing dinos Which is like another term for like jumping onto another You know place on the wall Um, You know, and so it's like it looks cool to watch a a big kind of dumb man kind of like muscle through stuff Um, But it looks beautiful to watch a woman that doesn't that can't just depend on that strength And so what you're seeing with a child they don't have any of that strength all they have is finding perfect alignment and gravity you know, so Ida Rolf she said, you know, you, you put the body, if you can get the body, paraphrasing, it's just something along the lines of, you get the body working in the field of gravity and it begins to heal itself. Mm-hmm. You know, so when you when you create any type of, of um, you know, torque or tension or dis-ease, imbalance, friction at any point in the body, essentially you're creating like this little forest fire in and around that area. You know, every time you move, it creates more friction in that space. And now you need to compensate and send all these imbalanced muscular patterns to kind of stabilize that point. And then you'll see oftentimes these like mutated kind of like crab walking looking oftentimes men, you know, where they have this, all these slabs of meat on their body, but the functionality isn't really there and the grace isn't really there. I think most,
2: excuse me, I think most of us can relate to this idea of compensation, right? It shows up as pain in our neck or shoulders or back. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, and so that, and that's it. And so the, the pain conversation is huge. Um, you know, is it purely like a sensory nerve inflammation irritation thing? Could it be more of like a esoteric some scada, some deep emotional pain that's surfacing and you feel it as this sensation or this need to move? Could it be? Like, there's so many different conversations of what pain is, but generally it comes from from some form of disease in yourself. You know, and so that's a, you know, it's a big conversation. But posturally your the way that you move is an expression of the way that you think and so there's there's you, it's impossible to separate that you know so that, like william james are you familiar with william james the father of modern psychology is what he's known as
2: so uh connect the dots for me so psychology and posture
0: yeah that's very good it's interesting yeah yeah so 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 are, are you familiar with william james at all I'm yeah the, it's kind of obscure
2: Not, um, not with any depth at all. I've heard the name and the father of psychology and that's about as deep as it goes. (laughs) So, Enlighten me.
0: Yeah. Um, it was fun to like throw names like that around dinner parties. If if you don't know what the hell it is, you're like, people like, Oh, that was good. Um, you know, so William James knows the father of modern psychology and it's something that he has been saying for, you know, a, a very long time. He's gone now. Um, you know, but, but that, our emotion is a product of our our movement we move ourselves into emotion you know, So emotion it's 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 without that he, he describes it as like when you strike somebody there's a specific quote says, you know if you're if you get mad at someone and you decide to punch them and hit them and kick them it's the actual act of changing your facial expression the act of clenching your fist and the act of reaching out and grabbing the part it invokes that emotion you know, as opposed to just if you just sit with yourself and kind of like watch that stuff move through, um, the way that he describes it, in lots of other people uh, that emotion can't really express without the movement, and so it's just a fascinating thing just to watch yourself. Like if you see anybody, you do not need to ask somebody how they're doing if you have any degree of social awareness. Like you can see how somebody's doing, and you ask how they're doing just to kind of you know help be of service, where. But when somebody walks in the room, their shoulders are Rolled forward, their head is jutting forward, their spine is collapsed in that hyperkyphotic position. Their glutes are disengaged, their knees are collapsing valgusly They use all these unnecessary terms. You say, "Oh wow, you you seem sad or down or depressed," you know. And the inverse happens when someone's in that upright position. They're stacked, they're strong, and their shoulders back, and their head is high, and their chin is up. You know, they say, "Oh wow, like what happened?" You know, you just won something. You're feeling great, you know, and that's all tied into your physiology. When you're in that upright position cause your body to start to upregulate some of more of that the testosterone and downregulate cortisol levels there's a a popular study done at harvard that's potentially contentious but nonetheless it's very popular Um, and then the inverse happens when you're in that hunched over position where you start to kind of upregulate more stress hormones and and decrease testosterone.
2: And it Uh, goes the other way too, right? The power pose TED talk that that Amy Curry, um, right? So how you can create a posture that is going to make you feel more confident and change your hormone levels.
0: Yeah. And it affects your memory as well, which is fascinating. And so when, when you're in those upright, there's a study done in, in um, S- University of San Francisco medical. So I don't remember the exact title. It was a San Francisco university where they did it with college students. And they had the college students be in that same hunched over position I was just talking about. And then upright, essentially like superwoman pose. And what they found was when they're in that slouched over position, it's easier for them to access painful, distraught memories. And when they're in an upright position, it's easier for them to access times that they felt good. Because your memories are tied to your physical state, your physiology. It's very fascinating.
2: It is. It's so incredible. So take me back to the cliff notes on the, the five steps of the Align Method.
0: Yeah, sure. Um, so cliff notes of the Align Method um, is essentially a user's manual on how to inhabit yourself in such a way that your whole day becomes beneficial for you. And so sort the of like key word with that is, is inhabiting yourself. So as we go through the day, most of us, we just wait for a Pilates class or a yoga class or a personal trainer or some 45 minute slot or window to start to pay attention to our body guilty. Uh, Yeah, right. Most of us, you know, and we kind of martyr ourselves for making money, you know, and paying rent, paying bills. And it makes a lot of sense that we do that because, you know, feeling security or significance in our lives is like a primary drive to our existence. So we end up. Driving for that significance and driving for that security as opposed to being able to say hey, what? Would it be possible that we could potentially kind of fill ourselves up with health all throughout the day? Like how do we start to take those same mechanical principles that we learned in yoga or weightlifting or dance or martial arts or physical therapy? Into the way that we sit while we're at work or into the way that we sit in our car or into the way that we you know hang out at our house yeah you know, so it's it's like a it's like a user's manual on how to do that, and then it's broken down into five five easy steps is what we call them because publishers like terms like that um, that I find to be invaluable that very few people are doing
2: exciting oh, I can't wait for December when that comes up yeah. so uh, how does somebody determine what type of movement or exercise you just listed a few like personal trainer Pilates yoga. CrossFit, how does somebody determine what the right thing is for them so that they're not getting hurt? Um, and, it, and it is well functional movement.
0: Yeah, I think first, really important thing is define what it is you want. You know, so you could ask this question all sorts of ways like movement's a metaphor for everything else, essentially. Um, so, first, like really create a vision inside your mind, maybe write it down, maybe get a coach, um, but write down exactly what do you want to feel in your body. You know, do you want to feel confident? Do you want to feel graceful? Do you want to feel strong? Do you want to feel huge and robust and like you could knock walls over? Do you want to feel flexible and mobile? And, you know, so first define that, you know, and so it's going to be different for everybody. Um, And then from there, you can kind of reverse engineer. But a, a fine starting point that I would recommend is just learning like basic fundamentals of movement. You know, so understand what does it mean to have a neutral spine? Understand what does it mean to hinge from your hips? understand and we could talk about what these are but understand what it means to global spinal flexion global spinal extension instead of that that local like we talked about what does it mean to be able to squat well you know there's there's really simple simple fundamentals that if we start to implement those into our daily life they spill into those more like impressive um acts, you know, you you, will relate to your dance class and your martial arts class, but I I would stick the fundamentals first.
2: What are some of the pitfalls that people fall into when they're trying to implement an exercise program or a movement program?
0: They go too big too soon. Mm. And so, and so they, they, they go, cool, I'm going to do a a 10 day fast, you know, and then I'm going to get off the fast or maybe not make it through the fast more likely. And then just bang out cheesecake and, you know, a bunch of just like nonsense. You know, so I would much rather you know Kelly Starrett, Dr. Kelly Starrett, he did the the forward from for, um, the upcoming book. He says, he say, focus on focus on your habits before being a hero. Again, I don't think he says exactly that, but something like like focus on the small stuff. You know, if you can start to ref, really look in and refine your small bits throughout the day, eventually you you'll be a, you'll be a hero. You know, but most of us we just we just say, how do I go to that, that top? I want to, I want to snatch 200 pounds over my head, or I want to run a a marathon. It's like, dude, you haven't run on anything since you were in sixth grade. And now you want to get a ribbon for a marathon. Like it's a very, not the right decision.
2: (laughs) Oh yeah. Mine was let's climb Mount Shasta without training.
0: Um, Yeah, uh yeah. I can't
2: relate at all.
0: Yeah. Focus, focus on those little things. You know, I'm I'm in a, I'm in a, this is a sidetrack. I apologize in advance, but I'm at a a Tony Robbins event right now, as you know. Um, so I'm taking a break from that to, to, to do this, which is fun. Um, because I get to go outside and sit on the ground, which is, which is sweet. But one of the things that he, that I've kind of found in myself that that you may or may not be able to relate with is, is a, a big part of my life has been, focused on as far as like human needs go has been focused on creating significance. He breaks down six of them. Mm-hmm. Um you know creating significance. You know, and and then another one would be like growth, for example. Mm-hmm. Other human needs that are of, of greater relevance that eventually lead to significance is contribution. You know, so and and love and connection and growth is growth is fine. You know, but if you focus on that contribution, you focus on that growth, you focus on that love and connection, then inevitably you create significance. By default right you know? and so that relates again more movement metaphors that relates back to your moon practice if you focus on the fundamentals and you pay attention to the the style in which you breathe on a momentary basis you pay attention to the thoughts that are streaming through your head you pay attention to the way that you sit and the way that you stand and the way that you walk in the way that you greet people in public are you in an upright kind of like strong stable confident position that people trust you and you trust yourself or are you kind of just like not paying attention to any of that wondering why life's not going your way and then murdering yourself at a crossfit box right so so
2: mindfulness is what this is sounding like right just being aware staying conscious of the patterns and and just how your body is in each moment to moment
0: entirely yeah
2: so then what about when people start falling out of, of movement practices um or becoming mindless about it. What are hacks for getting back on track and and staying committed?
0: Yeah. Um, change your environment. You, you're you know, um, what was it? Winston Churchill, he said, first, we form our environment, and then our environment forms us. You know, so look around your house. Does it what how does it sculpt you? because it is sculpting you, it's forming you. You know you're like a you're like a a a pot. You know in your day, you know, it just so happens that the earth is spinning unless it's flat or you know, whatever um, You know, but we're spinning all day long and just like that that lathe in that pot you are getting spun by your environment You know, So every moment, you know, if you have a desk set up That's facing a wall with a typical chair. That's maybe too low for you um, Then you're setting yourself up to be in a depressed anxious overweight Position, that's what that is. That's a workout for that. Or you could get a low cushion, you know, like a poof, like a Moroccan poof, or a yoga block, or a couple yoga blocks, or, you know, whatever it is. Um, Get a comfy rug, um, get a low, like Japanese style table, or like the rest of the world style table. Um, and you can put your desk near a window, so you can look out the window. You can open that window, so you're getting both UVB and UV, UVA rays of sun, as opposed to just isolating out one specific one, which confuses. And some fresh air. And opening, yeah, opening the window for fresh air. Um, you're getting more hope from the pinpoint where you're at. You're getting healing sounds. You know, so right now I'm outside, so I'm hearing like locusts make sounds, and I can feel the breeze on my skin, and I can hear leaves kind of flickering in the distance and such. So all of that literally forms your your nervous system. So if you can start to pay attention to this is another part of the book, there's a section called moving your senses. So if you can start to pay attention to the way in which you move your eyes, the way in which you are moved by sound, you know, the the quality of touch in your life, you know, all of those little things, then from the perspective of your environment, then your existence becomes beneficial for you. Like, that's the goal is you wake up and you've structured your environment in such a way that now the dominoes are in alignment. All you need to do is be, and you'll become better. Most of us are in such a position that the dominoes are so out of whack that your being just creates an inflammatory mess.
2: This reminds me of, uh, as I coach people through creating new dietary habits, it's a lot about the patterns that we have and just exactly what you're saying, changing the environment, shop at a different store or ignore the part of the store in the middle, right? Just shop the aisles and just creating these habits that support us in making better decisions, whether it's movement or diet or mindfulness or whatever it is that comes up next. You have, I've heard you reference um, Ida Rolf several times, but one of the ones that I, I loved was we work with the body because it's what we can get our hands on. Yeah, and it. um and I I've just really appreciated that from your perspective because it sounds like what you do affects mental, physical, emotional, health, everything across the board. Even you could say productivity and and how com you know confidence relationships, so many facets of life are are affected by the way we, we move. Yet when we approach it from something like movement, from structure, we can get so much more out of it, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, your sensation of, I mean, I might be projecting my own shit on here as I've alluded to it, the significant stuff, but your sensation of like self-worth in the world and your sensation of, of value, um, that's a huge driver for most millennials, at least for so most people, especially in Western culture, but I would say anywhere, um, you know, I can only speak for myself, but I'm, I think it's a consistent pattern. And if you move in the world in such a way that you don't believe yourself, no one will believe you. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and so that's, if you can, if you can start to make subtle little shifts, you know, you work with the body, because it's what you can get your hands on, it will affect all of you, it will affect your work, it will affect the the your relationships, you know, it'll affect, Every every part of your your being, it's it's impossible to isolate the mind from the body. It's just not even a thing. Like Descartes was, I'm glad that he did it, but it's just confusing. It's doesn't make sense.
2: So, with posture, uh, it's important to be mindful about maybe keeping your shoulders back and pelvis and alignment and head, you know, over your shoulders. But can you give us a little bit more about the nuts and bolts of how to attain good posture?
0: yeah yeah for sure um so something that w- that is is huge for a lot of people is they're chronically so uh, look at someone sitting on a chair like 99 percent of the time you'll you'll essentially see them in like a sad puppy dog position they're like they're just getting like swatted by their their whatever you call a pup, a dog owner that's weird thinking owning a dog i don't understand that um their friend they're getting swatted by their their, their friend that they live with um, by paper because they pee on the rug so they they wrap their tail underneath and they kind of go into this into this folded up flexed position that's the position that we're in in chairs ever since you're toddler you know like you as a, as a baby you start off and you go through all of those those invaluable developmental patterns where you Start to you know cross crawl and you start spinal extending and you start you know squatting and you start standing and then you start the, the, the Contralateral movement walking like that's integrating the parts of, of, of your brain as well you know, And so what we end up doing <laughs> Right after that which is crazy is we're like cool sweet like they're growing they're evolving. This is amazing Now let's fold them back into a fetal position in a stroller and then let's fold them back into a fetal position in a car chair And then it's and then you know, okay, cool. This is great. We got them kind of you got them right where we want them Let's get them into kindergarten and first grade And now they're gonna hunch over into that chair and develop forward head posture And you know now that's with screens happening now. It's like, okay Let's add carpal tunnel and so it's it's going into this flex position in tandem depression is the number one leading cause of disability worldwide it was supposed to happen in 2020, but it already happened Um, so there's absolutely a, a movement conversation to that, at least the conversation depression in, in my and other people's opinions. Um, so something really simple that we can do to adjust that is raise the height of your seat up a little bit. Ideally, just get on the floor. Um, I think that's like bar none. That's, that's the most effective thing that we can do is get back on the floor, get outside ideally. Um, you know, your Wi-Fi probably connects outside and imagine mine is right now. Um you know, so raise that seat up if you have to be on a chair so that you can be on the front edge of those sit bones. Right now, people are people listening, they can reach back, grab your butt cheeks, pull them straight back to pull your pelvis posteriorly. So you get on the front edge of your ischial tuberosities, your sit bones.
2: This is getting fun.
0: Your butt your butt bones. Um, and then from that position, you put your L5S1 uh vertebra, which are in the shape of a of a wedge with the large larger side facing forward. Which puts you into that kind of like the, the indigenous patterning of, of your spine. Most of us go against our skeletal structure by being folded forward all day long. If you look at hunter-gatherer tribes, if you look at, you know, tribes in Africa, women carrying stuff on their head and such, carrying 40 pounds of water on their head across the savannah, like what you will see is you'll see that subtle curve, you know, a little bit of that 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 lordosis on the on the, the low point, that L5S1 around the sacrum the pelvis and then you'll see more of an elongated spine after that you know so esther gokula I've, I've had on my podcast a bunch of times she wrote um which is gokula method is her thing um she calls it the j the j spine you know so most of us we have more of this high amplitude curve spine as a product of these patterns that we're doing um if you look at most people around the world that haven't been exposed to chronic chair sitting they'll have more of this elongated j-shaped spine so as you're sitting down. Make yourself a little bit more J-ish. You know, so pull your butt back and then imagine there's a string on the back of your head and it's imagine it's pulling you up to the ceiling. So your chin will just slightly come back um, and you'll feel this, this alignment going all the way up from the very top of your head all the way down to your pelvis. You should feel equal balance in between each sit bone. You should feel distribution of weight into each foot. So if you were to get up, ideally you could just hinge your hips from that position because you have mobility to do so because you do all the other stuff. Um, And you can just stand straight up without any momentum. If you can't do that, you're probably sitting in a position that's setting you up for some form of, of, again, dis-ease in the future.
2: Okay. And what if someone says, well, that doesn't feel comfortable? Uh,
0: Get a, a foam roller or a pillow or a cushion or something like that behind your back so that it pushes, it changes the shape of your chair. Your chair is set up for broken people. It's broken people making broken chairs for more broken people. Um, you know, so if you look at like the the, the bodies of people forming cars, I very much doubt they're like gymnasts or the chairs or other cars work seats wouldn't look like that, you know, so you can create subtle changes, but that just get a pillow behind your spine or, you know, anything like I mentioned a bottle and then sit back and put that around like your thoracic spine territory and then what that will do. And then you can pull your butt cheeks back towards the corner of the chair. And now you're comfortably sitting in a strong, stacked, neutral position. You'll notice your breath change from that position. You can put your hands on. You can let me know if I'm giving you too much information. Anyway. No,
2: this is great. I'm following along. I'm doing uh, it.
0: Okay, perfect. <laughs> well, your breath should change. Hopefully you'll get more like parasympathetic. In a um, so, so not that you weren't already. I'm sure you're like a divine being of light. Um, so you put your hands on the sides of your ribs, lower rib area, and start to feel that breath expanding out laterally. You know, so when you go into yoga studios or whatever, and they say, you got to belly breathe, belly breathe, distending your belly outward doesn't mean you're activating your diaphragm. It means you're pushing your belly outward. You know, what, what really means that you're really coming online with that, that diaphragmatic breath is you'll feel more of this horizontal type breath. You know, so bring your hands on the side of your ribs and feel those ribs comfortably expanding outward equally on each side. Feel that breath not if you're out. driving.
2: Not if you're driving. Keep hands on the wheel. Yeah, right. Unless,
0: <laughs> unless, unless you got a Tesla. Um, and bring, bring your hand onto your belly as well and your low back. Feel that breath going forward and backward, anterior and posterior. Bring the breath, you know, you want to bring your breath to your whole torso. If you're just a belly breather, you're missing out. You're leaving a lot of money on the table. Yeah, you know, so that would be a start.
2: So it's like 360 degrees around your middle.
0: Yeah, I mean, your, your arms and your legs breathe. Like your, your body is continually going into medial rotation, external rotation. Flexion, extension. Like your lungs and your heart are not the only things that respirate. From a cranial sacral perspective, they call that that cranial sacral rhythm that's primary respiration. You know, so your cranial bones are continually expanding outward and inward all day long. You know, so your whole body, if you have any form of damming in your body, damming not like like religious damming, but like you know like a, like water damming, um, it will lead to more dryness and more friction and more disease. So your goal is to be a full respirating organism, inward, outwards, left, right, up, down, all the angles. If there's any part of you that does not move, it's your duty if you give a damn to get it moving. If you care about yourself, and you know now and or eighty years.
2: This is such a great point. When Daniel and I talk about Daniel here at Neurohacker Collective, and I, when we collaborate on medicine in general, um, yeah. our orientation to medicine, especially co- complex chronic disease, is that there aren't actually that many causes. It's stress, I, toxicity, structure, and nutrients, and then sometimes infections. But structure is one of those primary causes of disease. If we are out of alignment, if blood can't get where it needs to go, if cerebral spinal fluid can't get where it needs to go, if that nerve con- conduction can't get where it needs to go, then cells are not going to communicate effectively and you will at some point end up with disease.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, that's, I mean, that's essentially, you're describing osteopathy, you know? So that's like Andrew Taylor still he's kind of found it, mm-hmm. uh, talks about again, more we paraphrasing essentially you know when once the body goes into alignment then the body heals itself. more moral stuff they're all very related it said Har- harmony dwells where obstruction obstruction does not exist you know, so your goal again more metaphoric stuff i think your, your role here in, in the world is to be an obstruction seeker any form of obstruction in yourself mentally and physically it's the same thing i think um that's your duty You know, if you, if you make that your duty throughout the day is to release the points that are blocking you from functional movement, release the points that are blocking you from love, release the points that are blocking you from confidence. Um, Just get them out.
2: Yeah. Create flow.
0: Create the flow. Cut those people out of your life. Those people that are, you know, leeches or parasites probably are leeching and parasiting on you in part because you don't carry yourself in such a way that leeches and parasites can't touch it. If you're in a strong, confident position, people that suck from you—they know that they can't get in, so they don't go, you know. But if you're in a hunched-over, depressed position, <laughs> you know, you will see them starting to pull around. That's like the Rhapsody. What was the Rhapsody Blues? What's the 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 Freddie Mercury the movie recently? Rhapsody? Oh, um, Ra- uh,
2: Rhapsody. Um, oh my gosh, this is terrible. I mean, you know,
0: but, about? Most, yeah. the most famous song in the world, no big deal uh, that we both. <laughs> Um, Queen. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, but within that there's like a really poignant scene where he's like kind of all you know washed up and he's in his mansion and the his like lover dude comes back to try to get back with him and again more paraphrasing but essentially he says like you know what is it you know you when you're in what does he say when the flies start showing up on your carcass you know you're in like a bad place or you know you're in i forget what he says exactly but the, the the parasites start coming to a, a diseased organism.
2: Mm. Bohemian a, Rhapsody.
0: Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, he says he has some really cool quote. There's like a, they're like out in the rain, and he's essentially saying that, but he said it in a way more eloquent way. You know, but when you're a, when you are str- and everybody listening knows this. Like if you don't know this, like I think you got to by now. You know, if you are strong and you are in your power to use that kind of language, um, people don't people don't mess with that. You know, it's. In- it's when you're in a place of, of dis-ease already, that people see vulnerabilities and they'll exploit you.
2: Right, and you can communicate this with your posture.
0: Hundred percent, without a doubt. Yeah, I mean, you see that with with um, there was another another study where where um, they took people that were in jail for violent crimes and they and they showed them a bunch of, of images of various different people in a, in a street and they asked them, you know, who, who would you mug? Um, and within that, they found that the people that they would mug were, were people that would move out of synchronicity, you know? So if they were, if they were, if they, their movement was kind of all over the place and it was, it didn't feel like they knew where they were, they didn't feel confident and grounded in their, in their, their surroundings and their, in themselves. Um, then that was a target. Uh-huh. It didn't matter if they're black, white, male, female, big, tall, small. It was like, does this person feel strong, confident, safe, and know what the hell they're doing here? If they have all of that, they're not worth me messing with.
2: And all of that calculation is happening on the subconscious level all day, every day with everyone
0: we interact with. Yeah, it's milliseconds. As soon as you see somebody, you get a whole whole story.
2: So tell me about other hacks that you use. You know, we all live really busy lives. Like you're writing a book, you've got a podcast, you've got this Align method, you've got an online program, and you're seeing people in person. You're at a Tony Robbins event this weekend. How do you balance it all? How do you – like do you have any hacks – to integrate and, and uh, juggle all of the pieces that re- are required for living a healthy, happy life.
0: Yeah, get help. Don't focus. <laughs> don't focus on BS. Like like focus on creativity. You know, if there's anything that you could do, if there's anything that someone else could do, as or more effective than you, don't do it. Like only do the stuff that only you can do. You know, so if your your dream is to write a book or whatever um, write the damn book, you know, but, but outsource the other parts as as soon as you possibly can. Um, you know, ideally with that, like you have some form of like cash flow engine of some sort or, you know, something you've saved up some money or whatever it is that you can start to outsource like the minutia of your life. Um, but that's something that I found invaluable and get a coach, you know, get a mentor, hang around people that are where you want to be. Um, you know, Jim Rohn, you become the product of the five people you spend the most time with. Like the sooner that you can get in the room with the people that are smarter than you, the sooner you will grow. If you're the smartest person in the room, if you're the funniest person in the room, if you're the whatever person in the room, get the hell out of that room.
2: <laughs> yeah. There. And then, um, new technologies. I saw one recently, um, I think it's called tune. There's all these Nordic track, you know, from when the eighties or whatever it was. There's constantly a new product out there about how we can get into shape in eight minutes. Um, anything on your radar that sounds promising or, or looks intriguing?
0: I, I mean go back to like if you want new information, look in old books. I'm 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 really interested in essential oils and acupuncture and like that like old technologies is kind of what I'm the most iner by. Um, you know, spend more time in cold bodies of water, get a freezer at your house and cold plunge regularly, um, be, get hot, um, you know, th- get uncomfortable in whatever capacity, like, like get uncomfortable every day. Um, and then beyond that technological stuff, you know, like I've been tinkering with PEMF, Pulse electro- Electromagnetic Frequencies. Um, and I found that to be pretty effective. Uh, I don't know enough about it to speak on it in any kind of real, like expert fashion. Um, but I've I've found that to be helpful with me so far. Um, what else have I been enamored by? I mean, infrared I think is great. Um, that's a start. I, I PMF and infrared are kind of two things that I've been mostly enamored by recently.
2: Fun. And what about nootropics? Do you get into nootropics at all, and how that can help with motivation to stay committed to a program, or
0: have you yeah, explored? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, I mean, I've tried Qualia, and I actually have found benefit from it. I don't use it regularly. Presently to, to really have like a strong opinion, but the times that I have used I found it valuable um, But also looking at nootropics as being like look at diet first look at lifestyle first You know if you it's like if you're using not to relate to nootropics to steroids But if you if you jump to steroids before you figure out your lifestyle, what the hell are you doing? You know, so with like nootropics and such I think that look at your diet look at your movement practice look at your lifestyle look at your relationships and add these nootropics on top of that and also realizing that nootropics include lsd nootropics include you know eating eggs choline like like there's nootropics is a big conversation i think oftentimes we think of it as just being like a pill that you take um nootropics exist in a lot of different forms so i'm i'm pro anything that makes the brain work better. <laughs> yeah,
2: absolutely. Yeah. I mean, biohacking, the whole spectrum of biohacking, right? I think of the the primary hack is meditation. And if exercise absolutely. and movement is that movie yeah. meditation.
0: Yeah. And then sometimes you can use something like a nootropic in, in pill form to kind of light the fight. It's kind of like Ida if We work the body because we can get our hands on. Sometimes, you know, you drink a cup of coffee or you take some nootropic stuff or you Feel whatever the thing is that gets you zipped up to feel like better right. and that will induce the exercise that will induce the confidence that will induce you to talk to that girl or that guy or that you know your boss that now creates this cascade of feedback that says like yeah you know what i am worth something
2: so use those tools but make sure the foundations are there it sounds as like what's you're saying
0: you you need to yeah if you don't it's a waste of time <laughs> like, <laughs> like 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 you either use the nootropic to get you more into flow, um, with the foundational stuff, um, or use the foundational stuff to build up the, 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 the structure for nootropics to actually have, you know, be more meaningful. But yeah, there's no supplement that will just do it all. It's just not possible. It's just Yeah. You, you need both.
2: So, if a magic pill doesn't exist quite yet, um, is there some magic science, like say you had an uh, unlimited budget um, Mm -hmm. and you had one question to ask about movement and how it relates to human health, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: what do you think is missing in the research? What question would you ask?
0: I like language. You know, so obviously I'm in a freaking Tony Robbins thing. So like neurolinguistic programming and, you know, how your words form your reality and you're casting spells, you're spelling words um you know so i find that really interesting so i would be intrigued to see some i don't know how i'm not smart enough to understand how the study would go exactly but somebody else could uh out how your language exactly affects your posture and your phys- physiology so taking people through various different more like positive or negative Frames of sentences and see how that impacts. It might have been done. I just haven't seen it. I um, love
2: it. So it's like another layer. We know that posture influences our mood, and then what about our language? So when we add layer language onto posture and and mood and physiology, what does that start to look like?
0: Yeah. I mean, without a doubt. I mean, without the study being done, without a doubt, it has effect. It has huge effect. You know, someone when they speak in, in a defeated way and they use defeat defeated language, uh, their body goes into more of contraction and more of depression. Like, I mean, I've been working with clients for the last 12 years in like a one-on-one manual therapy way. I've been doing um, movement coaching, personal training, whatever you want to call it before that, for longer than that. And I've been tracking it the whole time, for the most part. But at least the last decade, I've been intentionally tracking it. And it's, I mean, it's it's one-to-one. You can't, in my experience, unless you're like a, like a psychopath or sociopath or something, uh, you can't separate your language from the way that you move, in my, in, in my experience.
2: So the align method, if somebody wants to learn more about it, how can they find you? Where can they get more information? And I know you have generously offered up a discount code to all of our listeners. So could you tell yeah. us more?
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, so the easiest way, I mean, you go to AlignPodcast.com. They, people can start the, the five day movement challenge, which essentially breaks down the five fundamentals in the book. And um, it's just simple videos that I think everybody ought to have in their daily existence um and then from there the align method online program can also be found on it's alignmethod.com/alignmethod or sorry alignpodcast.com/alignmethod and there's a free 7-day trial that people can just get going with that it's a 6 week program in total um and that links back to the align band which is a resistance band door anchor has an online program that comes with it as well and people can get started really free is you know it's, we made it really convenient for people to get started for free um so that's a fine starting point.
2: Fantastic! Thank you so so much for sharing your time with us, and very valuable time you're away at a workshop with Tony Robbins, and yeah. you're so kind and generous to spend some of that with us. Yeah, I'm glad you get to do it outside.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I feel really good about it. I appreciate appreciate spending time with you.
2: Well, thank you so much for sharing your insights. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you, and uh, we'll look forward to having you back sometime soon.
0: Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you for being with us for this conversation with Aaron Alexander. Remember, this podcast is made possible by Neurohacker Collective. Use the coupon code PODCAST52 for 15% off your first order at neurohacker.com. If you have any questions about this content, then please leave them on our site at neurohacker.com slash podcast. And we'll work to get those answered by Aaron on a future episode. If you like this episode, then please leave us a five-star review on iTunes and share it with a friend. We want this episode to be shared because it has the power to transform people's health and ultimately their lives. So if you know someone who has struggled with getting regular exercise or implementing lifestyle changes, then will you please share it with them? And make sure to subscribe to Collective Insights wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. See you next time.